You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to episode number 20 of Life Repurposed. I'm happy to have Letitia Sook here as a guest today, and I want to tell you a little bit about her before I ask her some questions. Um, Letitia, or Tish, you go by both, right? She's joining us from Chicago, and she helps women chase the intentional life. She writes and speaks of renewal and restoration. She offers hope to women in each season of life, and her blend of humor, stories, and grace propels audiences toward a fresh experience of God. I've known Tish for a long time, actually, through some writer connections. She has been the chaplain at a writer's conference that I've attended for a long time, and I think that's where we first met. Um, I'm going to be talking later in this episode about her book, Getaway with God, and it's really the focus of what we're going to be talking about. So Tish, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do as a writer, a life coach, a chaplain, a mother, a grandma, whatever you want to tell us about. (laughs) Yes, I seem to reinvent myself periodically. So um, I write my whole mission is about inviting women to create an intentional life centered in Jesus. And I've been doing that in some way or fashion for a a very long time. I think I I decided, oh, that must be my mission statement maybe about 10 years ago or so. But I do do that. I do speaking to women. I write for women. I do life coaching. I was a hospital chaplain for about 10 years, but I stepped away from that so I could devote more time to the other things I'm doing, which is mostly writing and chasing around after my grandchildren, which is the delight of my life. So every day is a little bit different, but I'm fully involved in the day-to-day life. So chasing the intentional life becomes chasing the grandkids. Exactly right. (laughs) That's your next book, right? Of course, a lot to say about that, but I'm still learning too. Yeah, so Tish writes for women, and I will tell you in the show notes about other things she has written because she has written a book called Rhythms of Renewal. She also has a book for teens. And so if you want links to whatever we talk about in this episode, you'll find those at michellerayburn.com slash 20. Easy to find. It's just a blog post that we call show notes. And so that is there. Um, Letitia, let's talk a little bit about how you came to write about a getaway with God. What what propelled you to even write about it? Well, I had to experience it over and over again before I was ready to write about. And by that, I mean a personal retreat. Getaway with God is about getting away and plugging your soul in for a long recharge, just like we do our phones every night, because we (laughs) drain out. And in the day-to-day life that all of us have, there's just not much room for stepping away. There's not much room for recharging unless we intentionally take it. Mm -hmm. So a long time ago, over 40 years ago, I took my first personal retreat. And that came about because of being at a large group retreat. And most of us have been to large group Mm -hmm. retreats, many large group retreats. And they are... They are fun, they are personable, there are a lot of takeaways from large group retreats, but often there's not a lot of time just for intimacy with God one-on-one at those retreats. So 
it was out of one of these large group retreats that I saw an ad at the retreat center, personal retreats available. <laughs> oh, that sounds intriguing. I wonder what that's about. So I began my journey of personal retreats. Wow. So I've been to women's retreats before, and I feel like I need a vacation afterwards because <laughs> we're often housed with a bunch of other women in a bunk or something like that, you know, in a dormitory style. Uh, the schedules are packed full of activities to keep us busy from morning till evening. And so what is different about what you do in a personal retreat? Well, a personal retreat is your own schedule, and you are the only one there, so you can run this retreat however <laughs> you want to. But you are away. I recommend a minimum of 24 hours, and really 24 hours is, is a fine amount of time. A lot can happen between you and Jesus in 24 hours mm -hmm. when it's just the two of you. So that is kind of the a starting point, but even just less than that, if that's all you have, but it is, it is your schedule. It's your retreat. You can really decide how you want to spend that time. And that can certainly include taking a nap, taking a walk, <laughs> whatever it is that you need to fill up with right now. Yeah. So in your book, you said, this is not a nun for a day program. <laughs> what yes. does that mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that there is some kind of mystique about, oh, you have to be so holy, you know, to get away and do something. So like I don't have that. to pray the whole time. And do I have to fast? <laughs> you don't have to fast. You don't have to pray the whole time. You don't have to be on your knees the whole time. You don't have to do any singing if you don't want to do any singing. <laughs> so it's not following someone else's script. Mm -hmm. It's following your own plan of how you best. And God has designed you to have your best way of connecting with him. And on your personal retreat, you just get to center in that, in your yeah. own style of relating to God. So it is not, you don't have to be particularly holy, whatever that means. You don't, <laughs> do, uh, you don't have to do, to try to fit somebody else's model. You can just fit your own. Right. So if I come to you and ask, why do I need one? I mean, what do you say to me? Why, why does someone need a personal retreat, a getaway with God? Because we just get so frazzled, we just get worn out. And as women particularly, we just keep passing out to, you know, helping someone else, giving, as Anne Mora Lindbergh talks about in her book, Gift from the Sea, we keep taking our pitcher around and pour, filling up everyone else's mm. glasses without remembering to go back to the faucet and fill up the pitcher. So we are so good um, usually at serving and at giving yeah. and really can neglect our own needs, both spiritual, emotional, and other needs as well. But mm -hmm. I haven't met a woman yet who couldn't use 24 hours away to <laughs> recharge and hang out with God, and even if she took naps most of the time. Right. <laughs> Where do most people go that, to do a personal retreat? But that, again, like all of this, is so individualized. I have almost always gone to an official retreat center with, mm -hmm. um, at the back of the book is an appendix, how to locate retreat centers, and they are everywhere. So most people have a retreat center within certainly driving distance, but you don't have to do that either. You can go to a hotel, you can go to a bed and breakfast. The only thing I don't recommend doing is staying at home because yeah. we are so distracted by our own to-do list all the time. I've tried and that. It doesn't work. And the, the cheapest option is probably to trading homes with um, even just for a day with, yeah. with a friend. 
you are not so drawn to wash someone else's dishes or do their laundry in their house as you are in your own house. That's so, true. But I've had personal retreats at the beach, uh, in a park, um, at, at a you know public garden. It's anywhere where you can feel alone and not distracted by mm -hmm. anything other than the beauty around you. How long have you been doing personal retreats yourself? I started in 1977, so wow. a long time, 42 years. Um, and that has been at least once a year. And even when my children, and I have four children who are all grown up now, but even when they were little, my need was even stronger then. So mm -hmm. I couldn't always get away for an overnight, but I could drop the kids off with a friend and say, I'll be back by dinner and, and use that right. time. So, Nice. Uh, it is something I cannot live without these personal retreats. Mm -hmm. So do you, you're a life coach. Do you coach people? Like, can they do a retreat where you're with them and you're walking them through steps or do you coach them and then they go do their retreat or all of you? I have started um, about five years ago after Getaway with God came out. I just felt God clearly leading me. You can't just write about it. You have to show women how to do this. So. In 2014, I began taking a groups of 10 women away at a time for a guided personal retreat. I use a retreat center that's within an hour of my home. It's this beautiful retreat center and 10 women at a time and I go away and it has been really successful. I have my next one uh, next month in November. Next year, I'm doing them about one every other month okay. and maybe even eventually more often, but I come away with them. I send them a material ahead of time to read. I start them off and then I send them out mm. and say, I will see you in the morning. <laughs> and here's some exercises you might want to do. You can do your own thing or you can follow my plan. But the important thing is just to stick with you and Jesus um, mm -hmm. during this time. You know, we, eat, we eat meals together. It's not fasting. It's not silent per se, although it could be if you wanted mm -hmm. it to be silent. But that is how many women in my circle certainly have been introduced to the concept of retreats. Yeah. I think I need to sign up for one of those. Yeah. I'll be happy to put you where, on the list. Where does a person find out how to apply for one of those? Is it on your website? It is not. Um, the information about retreats is on my website, but honestly, it has been, these have been so popular that I have never really formally <laughs> advertised them. It's just kind of word of mouth. People contact me, let me know when your next retreat's going to be. But um, when I start having them more often, I will have more room. So anyone can contact me through the link she'll provide and I can let you know about the retreats. Okay, yeah, good. Um, like and I said, I could um, also, so a, a group has hired me before to do a personal retreat for, for their women that I did oh, not yeah. know so well. Yeah. And Letitia is in the Chicago area, like I said. So if you are in that area, I'm actually about six hours from there and I drive to that kind of thing all the time. So um, driving distance or train, Tish has all kinds of cool train adventures. Oh. She blogs about that. <laughs> yes. Actually, it's kind of nice because you can just hop on the train and you could, I know it's not the same as a personal retreat, but you don't have to worry about anything. So when you're on the train, have you done, have you used that for some time to read or, or do something that's more personal than you would do at home? Oh, for sure. On my long train trip to Gallup, New Mexico, where uh, my son and some of my grandchildren are. Yes, definitely. Um, that's, that's an ideal place, but still there's a lot of other people around, but you just work yeah. with what you've got. 
yeah, it's kind of like a coffee shop. You just zone those out and Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry because it's not like an airplane where you only have two hours and then you have to worry about running to your next thing. It's like the train the train is longer. Mm-hmm. So in our upcoming section on Life Repurposed, I'm going to be talking a little bit more with Tish about what has changed in her and other people as a result of having a getaway with God. So stay tuned. for staying with us. We're going to continue talking about life repurposed. And this is where I look for um, what changes as a result of something that we've done in life, whether it's a step God has prompted us to make or a big change we've done in organizing. I've talked about Sabbath in the last few issues. But before I get to that, there's something literally life repurposed that I saw in your bio. It says that you like to go to resale shops. Do you still like (laughs) to do that? I have always said, even if I came into a huge sum of money, I would always still go to to resale shops. Me too. I love thrifting. It's so much fun. I do too. And I, I like that it's a metaphor for life and it shows us how before and after can be cool or how something is not really, I mean, the life of an object is not really over because someone always finds a new purpose for it. And I feel like that's how our life is too. Like we think, well, I'm 50 now. And I think um, a lot of people just start their writing and publishing career at age 50. And some people think if I didn't do it by then, I can't do it, but that's so not true. So as a result of making some changes in your life and having um, getaway with God and making this a habit, really. What have you seen change in your life? That clear direction that we can hear from God. God has plans and purposes for every one of us. And I believe that we can make such a big deal about that is such a mystery, but it's not meant to be a mystery. We are supposed to know what are his plans and purposes for us. But again, that does not fit well into most of our day-to-day lives, just to sit down and and think about that, or maybe we might pray about it, but we don't have time to wait to hear the answers. Right. And when we go away and have that time with God, I see most of my life direction has come out of those times. Mm -hmm. And sometimes not even while I'm sitting and waiting for, okay, speak to me, God, but while I'm taking a walk or just sort of wandering around sometimes, just that, that openness, that, that pressure or the lack of pressure not to have to run and do something else right away just opens up the channels so much more clearly. Well, that's, that's what I was wondering about when I think about a retreat, you know, like some people have said to me, I don't really hear from God. How do I hear from him? I'm sitting silent. I'm waiting. Obviously we don't hear him speak in an audible voice like they did in the old Testament in the Bible, but in what ways do you hear from God when you're on a getaway? I think God is speaking to us all the time, that that is out of his love for us, Mm -hmm. that we talk to people that we love and he loves us so much. So Mm -hmm. he is there whispering to us, sometimes perhaps shouting to us. And (laughs) again, when we are away and we have our spiritual antenna up, I think we can, we can hear him. And he is, um, is, Frustrating as that is to most of us, he does not like hand us like the 10 point plan of your life. Usually, <laughs> just kind of directs us to what the next step is that he would like us to do. But I do think that, at least for me and for many of the women I've taken on retreat, that they have just come away with just that clearer sense of 
actually, I would say most of the women come away with a clearer sense of how much he loves them, mm. how much they are his daughter. And just, and it's out of that love that, that they can just feel that, um, his, his direction and his leading. And it's, it's like never to those things that they were hoping he would never say, you have to do this. And <laughs> he doesn't say stuff like that. You know, he leads us along the lines that he loves us. Yeah, it's amazing how when I tune out the noise of TV and even radio, I love, I, I do a podcast, I love listening to podcasts, I love audiobooks. It's amazing though how when I turn off all of that and I don't have the entertainment, I don't have other people around me telling me what to do, how I can have this strong sense, like I know that I know that this is what God is telling me I need to do next. And yes. when I'm distracted, I, I don't hear that. Mm-hmm. I get, and also there's more time at these retreats to to get into the word, to to do some Bible study, or to read maybe another book that's not the Bible but has got a lot of spiritual inspiration. And that um, just because there's opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. often answers will come out of that. What do you say to people who have objections? Like, I. I've, I told somebody I went away for several days in the spring to work on a writing project. And Mm -hmm. the response was, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. What do you say to somebody whose objection is I could never take 24 hours. There's no room in my life for that. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a common, um, common first response. There's no room for that. But I have found that most women, and again, not all women, but um, can, you know, take a day away perhaps to go shopping or a day away with their family and that there are what we can we give ourselves sort of legitimate reasons why we can take a day away or certainly to help someone who is ill or someone who's hospitalized we can take days away for that but I think it's part of not really um, giving ourselves permission to love ourselves or to experience God's love enough that we can devote a day to that we can devote a day which will be transforming so many of the days in the future by taking that one day away now. Yeah, I used to devote days to watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> could give that up. I mean, they're lovely yeah. and they're and they're you know happy endings and that kind of thing. But um, I have found that there are other ways to unwind. And I'm an empty nester, so I can't really talk because it's been quite a few years now since I had to watch kids and make arrangements with my husband. And so for those who are in the middle of raising kids, it is hard to find childcare. Have you found any ways that people have found creative solutions for that? Trading with one another. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, it's, it's great if, if there is a husband who can say, I'll take the kids and the women that do come away on my 24 hour retreats, they're all by and large have children at home and they've just, you know, ask their husbands who've agreed to do that, but, but there's, maybe they could leave their children with a relative or, or trade with a friend. And I can I think that's a thing that when we pose that to God, I would like to get away with you for a day. Can you help me work that out? Yeah. That is a prayer that get answered. He is, he is, he's going to help you do that. That is true. My husband was always, he is still wonderful, but he was always wonderful when the kids were home where he would send me away for a weekend retreat or whatever I needed to do. He would make sure that the needs of the kids were met because he knew that I came back a better person from those things. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) We need that. 
that's important. You had um, a section in the book uh, called But Wait, Chapter 6, Addressing Common Concerns. Um, yes. Fears about going away. Um, I'm not sure I'll get anything out of it. I can't afford it. My family doesn't get it. Are there any of those that you hear more often than any others? I don't think I can pull off the time to get away. It's, it's usually uh, it's usually a good one. Um, and and it is it is is a commitment. It's a commitment of time. It's a commitment of money. But most things that are valuable to us are a commitment mm -hmm. of time and commitment of money. So it's just I think that your felt need becomes bigger than your, than your opposition. And that's when people cross the line and really do it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, having some dedicated time of getaway, whether it is just scheduling a day somewhere by myself, sometimes that's actually just driving to a nearby town within an hour's drive where there's a river where I can go for a walk. And I, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just browsing some shops too, to be away, but then I always make sure I have some quiet time when I'm away. And sometimes it is like I did recently where it was four nights at a silent retreat place where I was writing and studying. So <laughs> no, it's lovely. But then I crave that. I want more of it. And so one of the things I've done in working it into my totally crazy schedule is getting up first thing in the morning. Some people call that their quiet time, but um, the desk I'm sitting at right now uh, if those who are watching the video uh, can see, those who are on just the audio can't see, but behind me, there's one desk and that's where I do my work. And then across the room, there's another desk and it's more of a creative area. And I have it set up with colored pencils, a coloring Bible, a little journal. And that's where I start my morning. And I can't mm -hmm. do it in bed. I'd fall back asleep. It just doesn't work. I love the creative things. So I sit and color a little bit after I've read some scripture and it gives me maybe 10 minutes of that same sensation that I get in a longer retreat. So yeah. what are some ways that you've also worked little getaway moments into your everyday life? The same starting in the morning. Um, I'm not a colorer, but I have kind of an inside space and an outside space depending on the weather and <laughs> My inside space, which I'm in now most days, you know, I have, I have a candle and I have some music nearby and maybe some oils and a basket of what I call my basket of holy books, which is <laughs> the Bible and, and a couple journals and maybe a devotional or some other spiritual book I'm reading. And it is just that it's doing what it takes to, for me, I'm, I also need to do that first thing in the morning, but I also have a cup of tea along with that mm. and a, an English muffin and because I do I am having tea with Jesus so to sort of set the stage mm -hmm. to to create that atmosphere rather than just kind of have to redecide every day when and where am I going to do this that right that just brings so much decision fatigue you never mm -hmm. get around to doing it so this sounds to me like an intentional life <laughs> oh, yeah I mean, is that really what it is? Is that what, like an intentional life is one where you do plan for what you need and you set yourself up for that? By and large, I mean, we, we all have what looks like in the beginning, like a huge amount of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of weeks and days and minutes and everything to spend this life on. But we want to, we want to use it well. And we all have things that are important to us and things we believe in and that are valuable and, and how we would like. I mean, certainly we, there's a whole lot of circumstances we don't have control over, but 
to be able to manage well those things that we can or to set things up and just to do some pre-decision making about how I would how I would like my days to flow or the days mm -hmm. that I can control. And that has just changed things so much for me and for, my, for our family life as well and for many others. But just to, to put, you know, put as much thought into our, our home and our personal and our spiritual life as we might do our work life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, isn't that true? We do that. Uh, one of the things I want my listeners to know when I'm thinking about life repurposed is that if you feel like you haven't had this at all up until this point, it isn't too late. You can be intentional about getting away. You can be intentional with your schedule, all of those things. It isn't too late to make a fresh start. And I'm sure you hear testimonials, Tish, from people who have done a getaway and gone home and, and how it has changed their life. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want my listeners to know it, you can experience change too. It's not just for other people. It can happen mm -hmm. in your life. So I want you to stay tuned as we transition into talking a little bit more specifically about Tish's book and other resources that we have available. Okay. So continuing, I want to tell you about Getaway with God. The Every Woman's Guide to Personal Retreat. Tish and I both have it for show and tell here to show you. This will be linked, if you're listening on audio, we're holding up books. Um, this will be linked in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 20. And there will be a link to where you can get the book, also to Tish's website. Um, tell us a little bit more about this book specifically, Tish. Because personal retreats can be so mystifying or feel like, oh, I don't even know what I would do. I'd get bored after the first 10 minutes. I wanted to write just a very practical handbook, step-by-step. Step. So um, some women can just go away and just kind of wing it and have a wonderful time. And other women who are more like me need to kind of have some step-by-step -step guidance. So the book is more a handbook for kind of the, the why. And then as you mentioned, kind of, well, I don't know if I can do this or not. And then settling into what I try to think of every detail that someone might have questions about, like, you know, where to go and whether to be silent or not silent or mm -hmm. fast or not fast or bring a friend or not bring a friend. Mm -hmm. And all of those things what are to covered. Pack. I think you had what yeah, to pack. Well, I have a pack list. Yes. How to find a place. Um, and then for people who really want, yeah, but what do I do when I get there? Then I have schedules. There's a chapter just on schedules. What you know, like kind of an hour by hour schedule. Do this, and then the next hour do this. And and I mean, for anyone who wants to just follow that script exactly, that will work. Or if you just want to use it as kind of ideas for, oh yeah, maybe I would want to do this. Um, however you want to do it. So the book is divided into thirds, and the first part is that part. Um, just the how and why of a short getaway with God. There's a middle part on, keep, on keeping Sabbath, of really taking that one day in seven to, to rest, to get restored, to connect with God. And that's kind of how you can keep the retreat going on a mm -hmm. weekly basis. And then the third part of the book was based on how to do a longer retreat, a five-day retreat, of which I've done two now, five years apart of a real life overview. And those two retreats that I've done and I plan to, um, to do them at five-year intervals have been truly life-changing for me. And 
that sounds really scary to most people to go away by yourself for five days and what in the world do you do? So that book is somewhat of a memoir of my own first five day retreat, but also with a lot of sort of guidance and questions and lead off mm -hmm. points for the woman, or, you know, it certainly this could apply to men as well to do their own longer mm -hmm. retreat. Yeah. And it looks like you've talked specifically about, um, just some of the things that you processed with God during that getaway. Yes. Some of the conversations on it, you have one stuck places and um, you have it grouped by days. So uh, we can process through, it's kind of like getting inside your head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then most of us can say, oh, I totally get that. I can relate. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you even had things about your home in here. This is like a life review, which is really cool. <laughs> well, that's how it was. It was, you know, I was invited into this longer retreat and with with a very clear script from, I felt from God, certainly not, it didn't arrive by email or anything like that, but I just knew, okay, mm -hmm. do, do this for the first day, do this for the second mm -hmm. day. So I had this in my head before I went. I wasn't figuring out as I went along, but I had to live live each day and to actually do the assignments that I felt like I'd been given ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Even before I went on that first um, five-day retreat, he, uh, I felt one morning in this clear sense of, I am giving this to you, this time away, but just like at a, at a bridal or a baby shower, we've all been to those, you know, the, the guest of honor opens her gifts and passes them around for everybody to <laughs> look at. And that was the analogy that I felt he said to me, I'm giving you this first, but I want you to pass it around. To oh, everybody. love that. So it was out of that, that the book came. I knew when I got back, I would write a book mm -hmm. about this. So, um, and that was a whole nother process getting the book um, into print into our hands today. Mm -hmm. But that's how that got started. I think that's the best way to write a book is from an experience where we've learned something, we're still learning it, we're learning it in community with other people. And so this really is a come alongside and it's almost like, I feel like you as the life coach are there with me, but you're not saying I have it all together. Therefore you should have it all together. It's more like, here we are as sisters, let's experience this together. So I imagine every time you do a five-year retreat, something new comes up. I feel like yes. I reinvent myself every five to 10 years and get a new career and do something different. Well, I, just, I like to think of it as the Renaissance woman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> into new things. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's been great chatting. Do you have any other books in the works right now? I am working on a few different projects right now. I think as writers, we always have something uh, that we're working on. And I'm also writing just some snippets kind of, of my own life to, um, for my children, my grandchildren. So every day there's a writing project that comes across my desk, but it's not the same consistent one all the time. Yeah. You have some fun posts on social media too. So I encourage my listeners to go ahead and find you there. And I will link in the show notes to Tish's website and, um, you can find links then to her social media profiles. It has been fun to chat and catch up a little bit and talk about having a getaway with God. I encourage all of you who are listening to go ahead and try it, even if it's 
first for 24 hours. Even if it's four hours, try it, <laughs> do it. Get, yeah. get away with God if you don't know where to begin, because I really think this is an excellent resource. It saves you from having to um, scout around on a whole bunch of blogs, trying to find resources. They're all put together in one place here, all written by Tish. So thanks for being with us. I hope that you will join me again in two weeks for another episode of Life Repurposed. Thank you. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com.